0: I'm Lindsay from Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. Join us as we have real, honest conversations
1: about life and business. I promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your toolbox filled with tips you can
0: implement at any stage in your farming journey. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We're doing it. Yes. We have a podcast. We are podcasters. Yeah. We're (laughs) newbies again. Totally. (laughs) From our very professional studio here. Yeah. With Rosie the Pug. <laughs> yes. So if you hear some Pug snorts in the background, it's just bro. <laughs> yeah, it's been really fun. Lindsay, you know, we've been talking a long time. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of grown our farms together, which has been a lot of fun. And now we get to share those conversations with you all. Yeah. And it's kind of a fun new journey in both of our businesses. And we're really looking forward to this. Yeah. So,
1: and we just realized through this process, we actually sound alike. So I'm Lindsay. (laughs)
0: And I'm Shannon.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We met five years ago at Leo Mm Berby at a Ohio flower farmer meetup. Yes. Yeah. And... So my version of the story is I saw you guys from afar and well you were talking. <laughs> you yes, yes. Judge, my husband. husband. Yes. yes. <laughs> so they were talking and sharing stories about their farm. And I just knew we were in the same actually the same year of our starting our farms. And I was like, I need to seek them out. So I went up and introduced myself afterwards and literally. We have had a friendship that has grown, and this is the first time I've ever been on their phone. Yes. Today. Yeah. <laughs> Six years, five years yes. later. But yeah, so that was, we met there and we just sort of started this friendship that was, it's basically been all from the phone and meetups, yes. occasional meetups.
0: Yes. But yeah, it's been quite the journey. Yeah, it
1: has. And I think that's been why we wanted to start this journey was because we said, man, if we could record our conversations, you know, I think that was part of what started this for us. Being able to talk about our mistakes and we kept each other on track a lot of times and helped each
0: other make business decisions, hiring, all of the above. So. Yeah. And I've always kind of felt like we've been like kindred spirits. Mm-hmm. As we get older, we're like always searching for like-minded individuals mm-hmm. and it gets harder as you get older. And it's pretty rare that you find someone that you just generally feel inspired by, but don't mm-hmm. even get to see. Yeah. You know, really that often. So we've watched, watched our farms grow in different ways and they are different. We do a lot of the same things, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Our markets are very different. Our customers are a lot, probably a lot alike. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we're serving the same people, but we our farms are very different in the fact that we farm differently. Lindsay farms by herself with a girl gang. Mm-hmm. And Judd and I farm together with employees too. So it is different.
1: Yeah. And I think it's been seeing each other grow, the farms grow in different ways. We've been able to learn from each other from that. So Mm -hmm. I will question is, are the way we planting things the Mm -hmm. most efficient way? And we've had conversations about, yeah, the way we plant, the way we harvest efficiencies. And so we've been able to really learn off of each other. And so that was one of the things when we talked about this podcast was like, man, we just want to record ourselves Mm -hmm. and share this with people because
0: we learn from each other all the time. Mm-hmm. So and it's not even just we're not even only sharing like our wins, you know what I mean? A lot of it is like frustrations, like the real talk. Like there's when you see both of our Instagram feeds, you're going to be like, "Wow, it's so beautiful." Mm-hmm. But there's so much that goes on, like the nuts and bolts of what happens on a day-to-day basis. I like to tell like new employees, like, Hey, the job is like 90% dirt and 10% flowers. Yeah. And there's so much like nitty gritty business marketing and growth that happens in businesses. And we talk a lot about that stuff. Yeah. I had an
1: employee once that just thought of this, but she said she's worked on the farm for like four months and Mm -hmm. she never even touched a
0: flower. (laughs) I was like, that's a big part of the job. Yes. And spring for sure feels that way. mm -hmm. You know, you're like, it's all that anticipation and it just, it takes time. It, it doesn't is. even look
1: like a flower farm until July. right? Well, and we're zone, I'm zone 6B, so I'm mm-hmm. in Southeast Ohio. Yes, and
0: I'm 6A. Yeah, yeah. So it's we fairly do have, similar. Yes, yeah, so we, d- we do have like a lot of knowledge that we can share back and forth as far mm-hmm. as zone information.
1: So how did you guys get started, like you
0: and Jen? Okay, well, Jen and I, we went to high school together. You know, went our separate ways. We just knew each other in a class and then went to college and then met up later at a local flea market. We were married About a year and a half after we met. Oh, wow. So it was quick. And like, I guess we've always had similar goals, like, always wanted hobby farm, kind of. Mm -hmm. We didn't know what we wanted to do. We never like dreamed that like farming would be our thing. Mm -hmm. Eventually got a farm. We bought this farm now, which it wasn't even a farm. It was a home. It was a residence with land. Mm -hmm. So we really like had to build like a lot of infrastructure. Like Lindsay's farm is so beautiful. Had like some infrastructure Mm -hmm. too. So we've had to kind of build that. And it's been quite the journey. You know, when we moved to this farm, I had three children under the age of three, Mm -hmm. three in diapers. I made it semi sane. I like to say, but we made it. And at the time, you know, we were just like looking for something to be beautiful I always did flower arranging and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So for um, friends' baby showers, bridal showers, so it kind of felt like a good fit. You were like, okay, blueberries, hops, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we did some research. There's a flower farm in Columbus, Sunny Meadows. They're awesome. We visited them, and it was just like light bulb That's moment. It. Yes, yeah. it was a niche mm-hmm. in our community. It was a needed niche. Mm-hmm. And one I'm thing. I'm glad you say. Sorry. I'm yeah. glad you say niche. Yes. Because when people say niche. <laughs> I just niche like, is not right. I don't think niche is right. <laughs> Maybe it's just like Southeast Ohio, but it's niche. It's niche. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Redirect. But you know, we like we really felt like this that this could be a spot for there's mm-hmm. a spot for us in this in the community for flowers. One thing that I totally love about flower farming, I mean, I dig it because it can be as little or as big as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And it can be profitable really on all those levels. Stage, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like Jenna's mm-hmm. retirement plan one year is that maybe we'll just do peonies and like woody cut shrubs, you know, so yeah. it can be as much or as little as you want. At the time when we started, it was a little it was all we could do to like do the sunflowers and the doubt. Like I think we had like a hundred, 200 dahlias, which was a lot for us at the time and some zinnias. And that was it. We just started with three crops. Like we couldn't even make a mixed bouquet. (laughs) So we sold those straight bunches and then we got like amazing feedback. We had like one market where like there was a line down the field of people like wanting to buy our sunflowers. And Mm -hmm. it was just, that's all it was. They were like picking through the seconds that we had like cast it aside and it's like, oh, that's okay. I'll just take that one. And we like, I think we made like $2,000 at that market. And we were like, oh, this is it. That's like it, yeah. people were like enthralled, wanted to talk to us. They were like, what is a flower farm? Which I love, yeah. you know, because people, it is like, there's so much customer education. And Judd and I, like what fills our tanks is interacting with yeah. customers. So we really got a lot of positive feedback. And then every year we've just been growing it. From there, yeah. So, what do our customers love? Oh, they love lisianthus. We love lisianthus. Okay, let's add lisianthus, and we just add as we go. Mm-hmm. So, That's yeah, awesome. yeah. How about you? Yeah. So, well, mine was a little different, but I,
1: um I started in this industry when I was 16. Yes. So I started working for a garden center. You're an old pro. I'm an old, pro. <laughs> not old. <laughs> I won't tell you how but many. But your <laughs> 23rd year. You can do the math. Oh, awesome! My yeah. Oh my goodness. So yeah, I started a garden center, loved it. I remember thinking like, you know, I don't know. I feel like when you're in high school, the only thing you think you can do in my mind was like teach or yeah. be a nurse. Yeah. And so when I started working at the garden center, I'm like, I love this. Mm-hmm. I want to do this. They kind of said, no, I don't think you do. Like you can go different, you know, you yes. go a different route. And so I started looking up at schools that I could go in to, find, to get a horticulture degree. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up at Ohio State which and has a great port program. Yeah, great port. Yes. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's time. I think it was like two in the country yeah. for it. But yeah, so I got a landscape horticulture degree, and I minored in ag law. I just kind of from there graduated and stayed in the agriculture world, but went into the landscape side. Mm-hmm. So I started working for I was moved to the DC Baltimore area and was working in residential and commercial landscape maintenance. So mm. I did some stuff there, but I just, it wasn't it. Like yeah. it wasn't the thing. I love the industry. There's like this kind of the, I jokingly said, like I never really learned how to deadhead or prune. It was like, I just knew how to do it. I know that sounds yeah, so weird. Like name, you know. <laughs> yeah. I just yes. like, I loved it. And it was like the ID side of it and getting to work with the customers always excited me to, to teach them. And even at the garden center, you mm-hmm. know, I loved it. And so, yeah, I fast forward, I always say life happened and I ended up back in Marietta. Mm-hmm. It was kind of the same deal. Like the it was sort of getting trendier, you know, mm-hmm. like flower farming was kind of making like a, whatever, an upswing. And I was having coffee with my friend, Virginia, who I went to Hort school with. Mm-hmm. It was like every January, we would sit down and talk about like, what do we want to do? What do we want to do? And she had started a flower farm mm-hmm. the year prior. And uh, so I'm like, man, I think I could do this. Yeah. Like, I think this would be my thing. I was still, I was working full time actually at an optometry practice mm-hmm. and decided yeah, I think I'm going to try my hand at flower farming. Mm-hmm. The community was really, you know, seemed to be really receptive of it. And ironically, your story, which I'd never mm-hmm. heard until just yes. now oh, this person yeah. <laughs> is that we sold at this Marietta marketplace. Uh, we sold out in a hot minute and I was running back to the farm. Same thing, you a line of people. And I was crying. I was like, Oh, oh my oh. gosh, this is it. Like I was so grateful yes. because I'm like, what do they do they think I'm giving them away for free you know but I just knew at that point like I'm on the right track yeah like, this is and so those moments there's been a whole lot of hard moments yes. In between. yes but it was just like they built off of each other mm-hmm. those moments of like excitement and you know we talk and say I always say life-giving moments mm-hmm. and I was like oh yeah that spark yes that's it yes so yeah it's just kind of evolved from there Mm -hmm. little nudges
0: from the universe that tell you you're heading in the right direction yes exactly it's nice to get those for sure yeah yeah absolutely and now our farms are six years old yeah 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 so our sixth season's Mm -hmm and we've learned a lot what, what what kind of crops did you get you start with did you oh my gosh everything
1: everything, everything. Yeah. yeah when I just heard you say that I'm like oh that was so smart yes. you know and it was probably one of those like happy accidents where like you totally. got three kids you're we growing yes. and you're like I can grow three crops because <laughs> yeah. I'm growing three kids at the same time yeah I just I dabbled in a little bit of everything that first year I learned a lot about also just being a little kinder to myself yes and that's been a work in progress. Mm -hmm. But I expected myself to know it all because I had a hort background. You know, I had this horticulture background that a foundation that I felt like was naturally going to give me a leg up. And Mm -hmm. the reality was I was dealing with a totally different style Mm -hmm. of growing than I what I had in the past with taking something from a
0: pretty landscape versus Mm -hmm. like growing something for cut flower production is very different. Yes. But yeah, I grew a little bit of everything. Yeah. And like you started with all this education and like Judd and I literally started with, Nothing. Yeah, like literally, <laughs> spot. you Yeah, <laughs> so, like in so many ways, it's probably helped you. Mm-hmm. And like, Judd's dad is a, was a hort teacher at the local oh, high school. Yeah, for like twenty some years. Oh, so like, we've always kind of like leaned on him for those things mm-hmm. where you had that like innate knowledge. And he's awesome. He's lovingly called Papa around here, but he's our mow man now. He does like a lot of mowing and stuff on the farm. But he was. You know, he's kind of like an old school too, you know, so I tell you what, like when we first said we were starting a flower farm, I will never forget. We had a Friendsgiving here and we had all of our friends over. We were like, I don't know, playing like Cards Against Humanity or like some ridiculous game. (laughs) And some like me, I'm like always going to keep that information like super close. Like I would never tell anybody until I literally had a flower to produce. But Judd is like somebody who will just like, yeah, I'm like so excited. We're starting a flower farm. You could have, it was like so quiet, everyone's like, you're doing what? Which, by the way, you know, we had three kids. Like, I had an infant upstairs sleeping, yeah, and everyone's like, "You're doing what?" And <laughs> they're like, "What is a flower farm?" But it's like, you know, there's like always different things that fuel us, mm-hmm. and for us, like Jud and I in particular together, it has been like proving those people wrong. Like, mm-hmm. can it be profitable? Yeah. Like, are you going to make any money? at this are you just wasting your time Mm -hmm. you know like oh it's a fun hobby you know like I had a lot of that and still people ask me like I'd love to come see your gardens I'm like oh that's one of my (laughs) yeah I actually I did a reel on that one time yeah it was like when
1: it's referred to as a garden my eye just starts to twitch (laughs) I'm like okay but yeah it's funny you say that about the prophet because that was that Leo Burby when Mm -hmm. I first met you that was one of the things they had separated us so when we did the flower farmer meetup they separated us into like I guess it would be years that you had been growing yes and so we were obviously in the newbie group mm-hmm. driving home that day one of the more experienced farmers said yeah nobody in the plus five year at that point was making money and this was an echoed thing that was said to me like you hear poor dumb farmer right yes. like that's a thing that said that I just I don't sign up for that mm-hmm. thought or that belief and so I just got really curious. Even when I was in college, you would say, you know, oh, we're not doing this to get rich. And I'm like, well, why, why not? not? You know yes. what's I have big dreams. Mm-hmm. I have big goals. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be a reason that people are doing this. So How can we make money out of it? Right. It's been a very important part of my journey. And I think that's kind of where the marketing side is like mm-hmm. grabbed my attention and yeah. learning that. Yeah. So it's just been a, an ongoing evolution in, of learning. So yeah, absolutely. So tell me, like, what's your day look like? What do you... Because we yeah. both just left our full-time job. Yes, we did. Nux. nux. Yes. <laughs> nux. Oh, you're way, You're younger than me. I like that.
0: We just fist bumped, but she said nux. Yeah, we both just left our full-time jobs. Yes. Go us. Which was... It's funny because, like, we've talked about it for Ever. a long... <laughs> what feels like forever. Like, oh, wouldn't it be nice when we can? Yeah. And probably like we could have maybe one or two years ago, mm-hmm. but you do like, it, we'll definitely talk about this in future episodes, but like just hanging on to the security that mm-hmm. other jobs have provided us. So yeah, first year, yeah, full time. And, you know, Judd and I both, and I'm sure you too, Lindsay, like when you have another job, like you burn the midnight oil on things. Like there's many nights, like Judd will tell the story, like we've got headlamps on, cutting flowers with the baby monitor. Yeah, You know, you like do what you have to, to make it work. So like, if you don't like truly love what you're doing, Mm -hmm. like it wouldn't feel like a big deal. Like again, going back to everyone thinking we were crazy, but to us, we were just like, working towards that dream of like having a life on our own terms. Yeah. Like a farm that's ours, Mm -hmm. a life that where we say what we get to do. And I feel like that journey has been very long, longer than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. But yeah, first year, no other jobs. So it it is exciting. It's fun to see. It's going to be fun for Lindsay and I both.
1: Yeah. A little scary. There's just still some like, there's moments where I have this you know, we talk about that spark moment where I'm like, I know that I'm doing what I can silence the fear and get quiet and be like, okay, I know that worst case scenario, I get a job. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. it's not gonna happen. Yeah. I'm not gonna go down that road yes. <laughs> unless I choose. Yeah. But it's still that fear of like comes up. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs>
0: what am I doing? But my dad's my landlord, mm-hmm. something and he's probably That's pretty, gonna, yeah, he's, he's, he's not gonna keep down, so <laughs> But even over the years, like we've both like nudged each other to yeah. be like, oh, you really need to quit that job. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we're like both, you know, and I feel like just seeing the impact that we're going to have on our farms this year is super exciting. Yeah, I I feel like I'm trying to figure out what
1: what it is, what it is, what is this year going to look like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just still, because for mine, you know, I working full time up until now, it's like, I've really been removed from a lot of the production Mm -hmm. side. And so getting, you know, obviously, I'm still managing it. But really, to get myself like back in there, it's like, what's what should I be doing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yes. You know? Where's
0: our time best? Yeah. And I think figuring that out is going to be part of that transition mm-hmm. year. And it'll be nice to get to the point where we can kind of choose like, hey, what are the things that laid us up inside that the farm like needs us to do? Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be a fun and exciting journey figuring that out. I yeah. Think.
1: And I also like for us to be able to share those experiences of like what it got, you know, in future episode, we're going to do uh, like how we left our nine to five mm-hmm. and kind of break all of those pieces out, you know, like what were kind of some of the steps that we took? Cause some of them were different. (laughs) um, And then, you know, some of them were, were pretty parallel. So yeah.
0: yeah. So now we get to do it full time. It's so
1: exciting. So how, like as, as the farm's grown, Mm -hmm. what's something
0: that's kind of kept you guys inspired? Like, yeah, I mean, I think our dream, I mean, obviously our, our kids, Mm -hmm. you know, like when we talk about even my day to day on the farm, like my day pretty much starts when my kids like get on the bus during the end season. So like spring and fall, and then it ends when they get off the bus. So a lot of what we do, like our choices here on the farm, like are centered around what our family needs in this moment. Eventually, as kids like have activities and stuff, even on Saturdays, Mm -hmm. like that, that's going to change. So I would say like Just creating a place like I hate even saying it out loud, but I mean, I hope that our kids are interested one day Mm -hmm. and they could just like I wish they knew like a lot of the turmoil, like all of the hardships that Judd and I had to like set this up for Mm -hmm. them. But no pressure, you know, I'm trying not to pressure anybody, but just for them to have like a place. And I think Judd and I's like main passion, like what inspires us is giving our kids the opportunity to watch entrepreneurship like right in front of their Mm -hmm. eyes, the good and the bad of it, you know, the perks and, the hard times and our farms. And I know Lindsay, like you feel this way too, but like we want to create a space for our employees to have, make real wages, Mm -hmm. to have health insurance, like to have all the things and like create a life for themselves too. So that is what keeps us going. And obviously customers and all that great feedback that we get. But I think those, like if I'm talking about like really deep rooted reasons why we do it, I think Mm -hmm. those are the two. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, for me, it's like, I've kind of always had this, wanting to own my own business, you know, entrepreneurial spirit, I've always Mm -hmm. done a side hustle of Mm -hmm. something in the landscape world. Even when I was working, you know, another job, I would always be doing landscape or something on the side. But yeah, I I do. I want to create, I've had some really good bosses. Mm -hmm. And I was like, those people, I want to be that for somebody. I want to create a, not only an amazing farm that the customers get to appreciate, but again, like our employees, Mm -hmm. you know, I want it, like you said, those health benefits, the 401k, like those are the things that drive me to have that to be self-sustaining and to figure out how to do it in a 40-hour work week. Yes, I think something in our industry that is so like glamorized yes or you know it's like but it's toxic it is it's yes. toxic yeah so it's like you know you're saying cutting uh, sunflowers with headlamp yeah i've done it too yeah i mean i've had my truck out there <laughs> where i was like shining out you know one of my pivotal moments in my business was i was doing uh, valentine's day flowers it was like 12 30 one o'clock oh, i might have been after yeah anyway it was way after midnight <laughs> um, i'm sitting in my kitchen crying because uh-huh. i was doing it by myself yes uh, you know, hard moments that, you yeah. know, we don't share those on Instagram, right? right? Oh, like, yeah. People don't Nobody care. Nobody sees that. You're just no. a whiner. Yes. But it was like, still, I didn't want to give up. I wanted mm-hmm. to figure it out. Yeah. You know? So it's like the thing that drives me is like figuring out whatever this crazy moving target success. I'm saying that with quotes, but it's like, because this success to me looks different than it does to you guys. 100%. You know? Yeah. It's like, I just want to have a really great place for people to work and
0: long-term career to mm-hmm. have employees. Yeah. And take care of myself and grow in the process. Yeah, so. And I think, you know, part of like the reason that we are starting this podcast is that we can have this community of people who like really dig in, like we really talk about all of those moments we learn together, we celebrate wins and losses. And that's what we kind of hope for this to be mm-hmm. for all of you. Yeah. So we've had a lot of conversations over the years. And it'll just be fun to get a chance to, you know, teach yeah. what we've learned so that hopefully we can try to create an environment where you don't have to make those same mistakes. Mm-hmm. Although making mistakes does define you. Yeah, You know, I, I, yeah. I, everyone's like, oh, how do you grow so many flowers? I'm like, well, we kill. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, you don't see the stuff I kill. <laughs> do you know how many babies we kill? We kill a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, especially in flower farming, because of the product is so visual that oftentimes, like, it's good to like only present the beautiful pieces. Mm -hmm. But I really hope that this is a place for like me and you, Lindsay, and for the community that we hope to grow, where they can come and get some like real actionable information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's,
1: I know, I scoured the internet and was like reading through blogs. And when you know, when I started just Mm -hmm. to get like info. So to have something that I could go like a resource to look on like, how to grow tulips. Yes. Um, how to grow, you know, like what how are these people do bigger farms doing it? Yeah. Is it applicable to me? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and learning and a lot of it, like you said, it's through mistakes.
0: Yes. Yeah. School, school of hard knocks. That's yeah. what because <laughs> some people say, like, oh, how did you learn this? We're like we just made a lot of mistakes mm-hmm. and listened to our customers. And I really feel like those two pieces have been important. Like we've invested in some extra education and stuff as we've gone, but really not mm-hmm. much. I mean, we just like, and every farm is so different. So like mm-hmm. what works on like my farm and my market might not be the same as what works at yours, mm-hmm. Lindsay's. And it really is like finding those pieces that you love and you like get that feedback from your customers and then just figuring out how to go for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. It's good. Yes. So, I know we're probably going to get wrapping up, but (laughs) do you have advice to um, new farmers? Yeah. I mean, there's so many things. I mean, I feel like anybody who starts a business like looks back at their first years and has to like, (laughs) like laugh at themselves a little (laughs) bit because really, I mean, you're just like so much of what, especially what I think flower farming is, is like a lot of trial and error. But I think, you know, if I had to give advice even to my past self when I first started was, I would say the comparison trap. Oh, Mm God. I think it gets all of us. Mm -hmm. Even, even as our farms are six years old, like still, still it doesn't matter. And I feel like it's like in our nature to do that. But a lot of times when I first started, I found myself like comparing what we were doing to other farms where I'd be like, Oh, they have such and such blooming, but me not even knowing that they're in a different zone, you know, or maybe it's a heated structure and I have an unheated, you know, so it's like, Mm trying not to fall into like feeling like I have to grow everything that everybody else is growing. And I think once you get a few years under your belt, you start feeling like really self-assured about your farm. Yeah. And then that becomes easier Mm -hmm. and more comfortable. Like you're like, okay, well, I know what works here. And do I get inspired from others? A hundred percent, but that list has gotten a lot smaller.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where, like if I find myself in that comparison trap, a lot of times I'm like, okay, that's feedback to me that I want that right? right like so maybe it's oh there's two of them that are farming you know I'm like well I do would like to get married yes. at some point <laughs> so yeah it just having knowing that that's a goal right looking at it as like not comparison and then also we compare and we don't know the other side of the story 100% it's like we it's so easy to do when we're scrolling and sometimes i find that i'm like when i'm really tired mm-hmm. i tend to do it more mm-hmm. I'm like okay yeah. <laughs> I need to get off the scroll. <laughs> I need to quit clicking and double tapping these things. But yeah, that's a great piece of advice. Yeah. And it's something that's like I don't think ever really goes away, especially in the social platform. But. yes,
0: it's just I think it's more like quieting that voice inside mm-hmm. you. And I think it comes with confidence mm-hmm. too. But just like listening to your customers and what's working on your individual farm is just so key. Yeah.
1: And also having a buddy like you that says yes
0: quit. Like, oh my like what? No. Yeah. That right. is it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So yes. you need that every once in mm-hmm. a while. Just
1: some friends in the You know, the industry or just someone that you're close to. Yeah,
0: what are you doing? Yes. Check yourself. So (laughs) what would you say your advice would be?
1: Oh man. I would say Mine, if I had to like go back, right, and give myself like, hey, one would be don't stay sunflowers on 18 inches,
0: single stem. Oh my gosh, I really stop. did. No, I had these like, I don't mammoth sunflowers. They were, no, they weren't mammoth. They okay. were, it wasn't, it wasn't like bad, a, it was no that variety, but they
1: literally but they were, were like 16. 15, no, 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 that 16 is an exaggeration. I think they were like 12 feet <laughs> tall. I'll I'll send, I'll send, we'll drop a picture of yes. the show notes. No, but it was like, you couldn't put them in a bouquet. No, that's not really my advice. <laughs> my advice would be to focus on one enterprise. Yeah. Like focus on one thing and getting really good at the mm-hmm. one thing. I'm not wired that way. So it really was, it was like, I did CSA and mm-hmm. wedding and farmer's market mm-hmm. and grocery store and all of these different, you know, business enterprises. And also goes the same with crops. Mm -hmm. You know, you trying to grow everything. It's like, get good. If you really don't have a growing background or haven't done a lot of farming, just it's so tempting to just throw in some extra seeds. But that, you know, becomes a lot more to manage. And the same with like the enterprises running a wedding business and running a grocery wholesale business is very different. Mm -hmm. You know, you're servicing different customers. It also dilutes your marketing yeah so there's a lot of benefits to really having one focus Mm -hmm. and as we've grown the business that's really where the stage that i'm at now is analyzing Mm -hmm. like analyzing what we're doing you know what's actually making us money we cut out full service Mm weddings because of that so yeah so just kind of getting folk just staying focused on one thing getting really good at Mm -hmm. it and that would be my advice so yeah and we've got oh we have our our
0: yes we have a we have a A list. Oh, we have a list for you. Yes. So, you know, when Lindsay and I, you know, we talked a lot about what would be something that would like be beneficial as we open up this podcast for our listeners. And there's so many like lessons that are learned. And I think we wanted to share those with you. So we did a list of 10 tips that we wish we knew year one of farming. Yeah. And I think, um, I think you're going to like it. I think, I hope it gives you some different things to think about. And with the number one being, give yourself a little grace. Oh my god. <laughs> gosh yes even if you're year five yeah farming
1: go to visit we'll put a link in the show notes but it's the dirt on and you can download the checklist we share those tips with you we kind of give you a little reason as to why and I mean we were reading through the list today and it's like oh I kind of still need those reminders. Yes. yeah it was nice yeah. to have those reminders yeah I might just print them out and put them up in the barn but <laughs> yeah so
0: if you are liking what you're hearing be sure to click and subscribe. It can get a notification when you get yes. when we get new episodes. We have like a, a lot of really fun plans for yes. the future for this podcast. So every couple of weeks we'll have a new yeah podcast. That's our plan for now. Yep, and looking forward to the next episode. We're talking everything tulips. Yeah. So one of the things when we first got together. And thought about this podcast like what did we want it to be something like we've always looked for in other podcasts is like some real actionable learning that happens when you're like listening Mm -hmm. so what we wanted to do is have like a a grow and tell series essentially where we do a crop deep dive Mm -hmm. so next episode will be tulips yep and we're talking all things tulips what we love what we hate Mm-hmm. How, how we, we grow? Yep. How we grow? How we <laughs> har? Yeah. How we harvest, harvest? Storage? Sell? Yep. Favorite varieties? All of it. Everything. It's gonna be real good. Yeah. yeah. So if you you know are interested in tulips or you've struggled with them because I was on the struggle bus for a few years with mm-hmm. tulips and we finally you know hit our groove with them and they have now become a crazy profitable crop yep. for us. So whether you're thinking about it or you struggled or we are gonna have a ton of information. So I really do feel like. If you have any um, interest in growing tulips or you have any friends who are growing tulips, you know, really share that with them. And we're really looking forward to having a real nice, good episode for you on that. Yeah. And jump over to Instagram. Follow yes. our... the uh, Dirt on Flowers. Dirt on Flowers. And we'll be posting about episodes and some behind the scenes of our farms. And you can find me at Bloom Hill Farm and Lindsay at Wild Root Flower Co. Yes. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> Follow us along there. But we're really looking forward to... Talking with you yeah. every couple weeks and getting a chance to talk to each other. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. All right, okay. we did it. Yes, at the first one. episode. There we go. Down. There you go. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you when we talk tulips.